Welcome to It's Your Turn. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and no matter how exhausted, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed you are, there is hope. You can start exactly where you are. There's nothing wrong with you. In fact, you're ready for it to be your turn or you wouldn't be here. You know, we hear words like vitality and confidence and empowerment and transformation, but what do they really mean? What do they look like in the practical aspects of our life? In the It's Your Turn podcast, we explore, learn, and put into practice practical tools and wise concepts for transformation. This is real life change, not platitudes. It's the intersection of the practical and the aspirational. It's your turn to make decisions that are aligned with exactly what you want. And if you've lost connection to what you want, that's okay, we'll reconnect it. You'll learn how to shift out of self-sabotaging patterns and tap in to the clarity, confidence, and vitality that you may feel like has been lost forever. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat of your life and embrace the power that is within you. So let's get to it. Hello, everyone. I am here today to talk about inner detox. And I'm going to share with you what I mean by that, why I think it's so important, what I've sort of learned even in these last couple of weeks as I've gone through the challenges I've been going through, and then give you some tools, tips on how to actually do it for yourself. Um, because I would love for this to be a movement. This is a topic worthy of the importance of calling it a movement. We need a movement for inner detox. So let's start first with what I mean by that. So this is in the most simple way, the way I could describe it, it would be the mean things we say to ourselves. So all the mean girl, mean guy comments, all the inner critic, all the imposter syndrome, all the you're not smart enough, good enough, worthy enough, you know, all, all the things like that. Everything that we're saying to ourselves. Now, here's a trick and a tool, maybe all together. So there are times in our lives when we can be really tuned into what our own inner critic is saying, okay? Or there could be times in your day where this is more the case than others. So uh, you don't have to look over your whole life probably, but we want to make a distinction here between what we're saying to ourselves and what someone else has said to us. That's an outer detox. And maybe we'll do that next week is the outer detox of people and um, influences, like the things you're watching on TV, that if you're watching news, but it doesn't have to be news. Like maybe you don't watch news, but there's a lot of TV that you watch and you know, whether it's movies or shows, whatever, that is really toxic for you. So anyway, I won't get off on a tangent there. I think I'll put that down for next week. So we'll talk about external, um, detoxing next week because that also includes people but today I want to do the internal but here's what I want to say about how the external can influence it sometimes the external can uh, shed a light give you insight increase your awareness of where you need to clean up things 
internally. And I'll give you a great example. This came up a couple of weeks ago with their with a client of mine. And she was really angry about a relative or a friend. It was a friend, anyway, who was being taken advantage of by several members of their family. You know, people that just weren't treated. Let's call um, my client, we'll call her Sue and we'll call her friend Betty. Wow, those are boring names, but whatever. Sorry if your name's Betty or Sue. That wasn't meant as a slight. <laughs> They're just simple names. So anyway, I'll just dig that hole deeper. Sorry to all my Bettys and Sues. Anyway, my client Sue and her friend Betty. Betty had a lot of people in her life who were taking advantage of her, really being emotionally and verbally abusive to her, you know, a little deeper than just taking advantage of her. And my client, Sue, was so upset at Betty for not doing something about it. And this was a pattern that Betty had. We all have our friend, Betty, you know, who's always with the abusive guy or the guy who takes advantage of her, never can say no to a friend who's taking advantage of her, you know, is always loaning money to people who never give the money back, whatever. So we all have a Betty in our lives. Um, and so what came out of the session with Sue was that all the things she was really upset at Betty for, or at Sue, yeah, at Betty for, <laughs> and all the things she was saying to her about how she needed to stand up for herself and she needed to, you know, just say no more and blah, blah, were actually things that Sue, the client, needed to be saying to herself. So here's where the external can be a clue into the internal, okay? So we'll do more about the external next week. Um, and then between these two episodes, you're going to be able to tie a lot of nice things in together. But one of the things that really helps us about our relationships with others is that they're always a mirror into our own lives. So it's a great tool for self-awareness to think about, like, what am I not seeing in my own life? What what is What do I need to pay attention to that I'm not paying attention to? Oh, well... I've got this person in my life that's super pissing me off because of this. How is that maybe happening in my own life? Um, so again, more on that next week. So in the internal, most of us are pretty aware that we have an inner critic. Most of us are pretty aware that we have that inner dialogue that criticizes us, diminishes us, you know, puts us down, um, makes us kind of shrink literally like want to be smaller so people don't see us or we don't upset people or this is what creates so much people pleasing is the feeling that unless we're doing things for other people emotionally or physically they won't love us so there's an internal dialogue that creates an external experience. So there's an internal dialogue with, of, unless I do things for these people to like me, I'm not gonna be lovable. I'm not gonna have friends. I'm not, because I'm not good enough just on my own you know, merit, on my own who I am. So I need to do things for others, or I need to make sure I don't upset them so that they like me, all that kind of stuff. That all even those even though those things end up getting expressed in our outer world 
They start from an internal dialogue. So that's why this is so incredibly important. It's not just about learning to stop being mean to yourself, you know, used to learning how to quiet that mean girl, which is important. We're going to talk about that too. But it's also because what we end up doing inside, we end up reflecting outside of us somehow by attracting those same qualities in the people we're in relationship with or by actually doing things that make it worse for us. Because when I have the thought that I'm not, and I used to live from here 100% of the time for many years, that was, if people really saw me as I am, they wouldn't like me. So I need to be very positive and a good Christian and all these things, this fun person that people want to be around. And I need to do things so that they will, you know, really like me, like the extra, right? So I need to help them out. I need to, if they want me to volunteer for something, I'm going to say yes. If they need me to pick up their kids today, I'm going to say yes. And it's much more driven by because an inner thought of, because if I don't, they may not like me or they may not love me. Like so many romantic relationships are based on this. And if so, that means I'm not lovable. I'm not desirable. We could go off on a whole, we could do a whole podcast about this, just how it affects us even sexually in our own sexual expression in our relationship, if we're in a relationship or in our dating lives or as a single person, if you're not in a, a dating part of your life or in a relationship. So because the what we're telling ourselves on the inside ends up reflecting on the outside. So I want to give you a couple tools. One, one, in this case, a big tool here is the awareness is to admit to yourself just how hard on yourself you're being. So I mentioned in last week's podcast, if you haven't listened to that, I would go back and listen to that um, right the second. I can't remember the name of it, but I'll put a link to it in the show notes because it was very, I was very vulnerable in that podcast. I talked a lot about the religious I'm going to call it abuse. I can't remember if I labeled it that last week, but anyway, religious abuse that I received in my life and how that shaped me. And a lot of how it shaped me was that I was unlovable, that I was the sinner. I was bad. You know, I was born that way. Original sin is the doctrine for those of you who are not uh, in the same kind of religious order that I was brought up in. And so I had gotten caught in some really old thoughts that I didn't even think I still had that were very diminishing to me that I could, what what that does is creates like this big emphasis on any mistake. I'm like, don't make a mistake because if you make a mistake, you know, then you're, it's because you're not in God's will or something like that. So that may not be your thing. You may not have a lot of religious baggage. That's great. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> That's wonderful. But we all have something that inside we are making it mean 
we are bad or flawed or, you know, screwed up in some way, not good enough, not smart enough. I've had many clients who came to me for in relationship, you know, issues because of relationship issues who have said, I ruin every relationship I'm in. So that isn't, that's an inner, I mean, that's an inner dialogue that is being expressed to me as their coach outwardly as well. And so that's what I mean. Like all this inner stuff, we end up one way or the other, consciously or subconsciously expressing it. And so what happens is we we're creating more of it, right? Like it's not just a hurtful, diminishing thought we have to ourselves, but it's just in my own head and that's where it stays and nothing else happens. No, that ends up getting expressed. I mean, of course, it also causes me stress and pain in the moment but it also ends up getting expressed. And so the awareness of it and being able to start connecting the dots of like, oh, wait a minute, like with this client that we called, I called Sue a minute ago and her friend Betty, she realized that even though she's rightly so upset at Betty for not setting any boundaries and letting herself be abused and taken advantage of, it made Sue realize how much she needed to take care of some things in her own life where she is being abusive, so to speak, to herself, right? Like super unkind in her inner dialogue. And that is every bit as important as what, you know, her friend Betty is doing out in the outer world. And so being able to start connecting the dots between what you're doing and saying to yourself internally and what might be happening. So maybe you have an internal thought that you're not smart or you're not good at making decisions, something like that. And to be able to realize, oh, well, yeah, it is true. I'm super indecisive or it is true. I don't trust myself to do this or that. Oh, and that's why it's because I'm having this thought. Now, that may seem very elementary to you, or it may seem very big aha moment to you. Either way, it is so important that we can connect these dots because in the realm of, you know, transformation, of growth, until we can see the issue, see what the problem is, see how it's manifesting internally and externally, connecting those dots, and then starting to change the way we behave about it, nothing really happens or nothing happens long-term. I often say my goal with every client and even you know, to the degree that I can for those of you listening on a podcast or following me on Instagram, even though these are not as intimate of um, settings you know, as what a one-on-one -on -one session is or even a group program like my more program, nonetheless, what I want to foster or cultivate is sustainable transformation in people. I don't want you just to hear this and go, oh yeah, I, I want to stop being mean to myself. Today I said this mean thing to myself. Oh, okay, so I'm, I'm going to stop doing that. Um, and maybe you do stop doing it for the rest of today or for tomorrow or you know whatever short term. But until we've been able to connect the dots to how this is really playing out in life, like the tentacles that come out of that, because it, it's, it's way more nuanced and has a way bigger ripple effect. 
than what we usually are aware of initially, and then begin to change the behavior. So it's not enough just to say, oh my gosh, I was really critical of myself, or I feel like I'm not smart, or I'm not decisive. And oh gosh, I guess I can connect the dot to that, to why I'm also afraid to ask for a raise, or why I'm also afraid to start my business, or why I'm also afraid to go look for a new job or whatever it is, right? Or have a conversation with somebody. Oh, I get it. I'm acting this way because I'm saying this thing to myself. Okay, those are really important right there. But then we've got to get to this third step, which is, okay, so now I want to actually behave differently. Now, that third step has several steps in it because to behave differently, I've got to have a new thought. And maybe that's something like I'm smart enough (laughs) to go ask for this raise or go look for a new job or whatever it is. I'm smart enough. Like maybe you don't have to go as far to say I'm a genius because if that if it feels too far away from what you believing is the have been believing is the truth, then your mind will also just dismiss that. But let's just say you know, I bet I'm smarter than I think I am or something like that, right? That you can kind of like, oh yeah. But then you have to act that way. You have to act as if that's true. It's a little bit like faking it till you make it, Uh, but it's super intentional. Uh, You know, sometimes fake it till you make it is more like pretending. So I just want to be really clear with what I'm saying. This is a very intentional, I've been telling myself I'm not smart. I don't really think that's true. And here's the way it's been stopping me from going after things I wanted. And so now I'm going to actually do something different. What can I do to start believing I'm a little smarter than I thought I was? And how can I act like I am? I'm going to go apply for that job. I'm going to go ask for that raise. I'm going to go, maybe it's even, maybe it's not that big of a step. Maybe it's even something like, I'm going to go talk to a friend who, you know, I can trust and, and tell them, I'm going to admit to them. I don't think I'm going to, I'm smart and I'm going to get their feedback. And of course I'm going to ask for their honesty because I don't want somebody to just blow smoke up my ass. Um, and I'm going to listen and I'm going to believe them. And when they say, holy smokes, no, I think, you know, you're really smarter. You have a really great way of connecting the dots on things or having common sense about this or that. Then I'm going to take that and I'm going to believe it instead of dismissing it. And then I'm going to start behaving on purpose as if that's true. So somehow or another, we've got to change the way we believe. Like in my last few weeks, as I've been struggling with this whole realizing, I've readopted this idea of there's a God's will and not a God's will. And when I have a decision to make, if I do this, will it be God's will? And I don't really know it because, you know, God doesn't send me an email and tell me. And, uh, you know, all of that, that is all from my religious upbringing that I thought I didn't believe anymore. That's what I would say. My conscious mind doesn't believe that, but it got triggered in my subconscious mind. It kind of like resurfaced. And so it's not enough to just say, oh no, wait a minute. I don't believe it. I've got to see how I am, that I am doing that. I am saying those things to myself. 
That is true. And then how has that affected me? Oh, it's probably blocked some opportunities. It's changed the way I've approached this or that in my life. And now, okay, so I'm connecting those dots. And now, now I've got to start behaving differently. I've got to start behaving as if there's not some invisible tightrope to walk that's called God's will and trying to find it and then tiptoe on it or whatever you would say a tightroper does do the balancing act of walking that tightrope because if I fall off I'm wrong you know so then it's like oh well maybe I'll take a chance and go do this thing because whether it works or it doesn't work it doesn't mean I'm wrong or it doesn't mean I've done something bad or it doesn't mean I'm out of God's will okay let me go do that now while I'm doing that I may still have those thoughts or feelings and if it doesn't go very well I'm sure those thoughts and feelings will pop up and be like, see, I told you so, whatever. But, you know, one time doesn't make something a forever truth. And so I've got to just go try again. I've got to go do something again. I've got to do something as if there's no tightrope I'm trying to walk, no judgment I'm trying to avoid. And, you know, it's not always that easy. I mean, it was not that easy at all, period. That's why people work with me as a coach, because I coach what I do. And so, you know, there I'm not coaching clients on how to do something that I've actually not experienced myself. Everything I coach is something I'm either doing all the time right now, or I've done it in the past or whatever. And so I can help people in whatever little thing, whatever their particular nuance of their journey is that's tripping them up on the process. Uh, but that is the the basic, you know, sort of three steps, if you want to call it that, of the process, which is that I've got to be aware of that inner critic, that inner dialogue. And then the detox is part, you know, part of the detox is, okay, and how is that impacting my life? And then now, how can I change that thought and start acting as if you could make that four steps? How can I change the thought? Can I go to the opposite instead of I'm not smart to I am smart? Or can I go to something that's at least better? Maybe I'm smarter than I think I am, you know, and or in my case with the God's will example the opposite of there's some invisible God's will that I've got to align myself to, or I'm going to be punished is there is not like God is not nearly that narrow minded and there's nothing I can do. Like I'm going to learn from anything I do. So even if I look back and go, Oh, I wish I hadn't done it. doesn't mean I did something wrong. That's how we learn everything. If life was always perfect, what would we learn? You know, um, so if I can have some grace and some love, you know, and, and turn that thought around that, that I'm going to be punished because I do something outside of God's will to know, I, I don't think there's a God's will, or at least I don't think it's that rigid. And I don't think I get punished if I don't do it. And now let me go do something to kind of anchor in or prove that I'm going to go do something that was scaring me before I'm going to go do something that feels a little riskier I'm not sure about or maybe I'm just going to do something that's not even that scary but if it doesn't turn out right I'm not going to judge myself for it you know so we've got to live 
the antidote, not just think about it. Okay. So that's the process this week. I am super interested about your feedback. If it makes sense, if you have any questions, if you have something that you can't figure out how it would go through those four steps with, um, shoot me up either uh, email or DM me on Instagram, Brenda Florida Coach. Uh, head on down to the show notes or just go wherever you go to get your podcast and listen to last week's episode. That might help bring some more context around this. But our inner world is always going to be the biggest influence on our outer world and how we experience our outer world. And so this inner detox of getting out the toxic things that we are saying to ourselves is a huge, huge step in breaking free from any kind of adversity it's the it's a huge step to getting more of what you want out of life. It's a huge step to getting less of those things you don't want, like super stressful thoughts and anxiety and all those things. And so it, it is central to this whole experience of a sustainable transformation where the way we are behaving differently really lasts. It becomes our norm. Like even in my, what happened to me in the last few weeks with all this old baggage coming up, I haven't had to deal with that for years and years. So, okay, it popped up and it threw me off for a couple of weeks and I'm getting totally grounded and, and being in a better place because of it. So no big deal, right? Like that's just life. And it didn't take me 10 years to reprocess it. I went through it really quickly, partially because I got some help from another coach and because I had done work on it before, right? And I'm, I'm my own skills and tools are better and all those things. So we don't, we're not like doomed to always repeat it. If it comes up again, we can get a higher level of transformation much quicker, okay? Because we're never going to stop transforming, not unless we hit enlightened being in our lifetime kind of a thing. So the goal is not to never have anything trip you up. The goal is to catch it quicker and know how to uh, de, um, what do I want to say? Like lessen its impact, get yourself out of it, whatever the thing is, um, unravel it, un, you know, uncover it and then change it into something that is benefiting you. So with that, I will let you all go today. And thank you so much for joining me on It's Your Turn. Thank you for joining me for this episode of It's Your Turn. I've got resources and links in the show notes for you. But here's what's more fun. DM me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach and let me know you listened to today's episode. I'd love to connect with you. And then share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it because I know you know somebody who needs to hear it. And I'll see you in the next episode of It's Your Turn.